Back in the building, baby. Let's get it. Let's get it. Mic check one, two, one, two. Mic check one, two. What's up? What's up? What's going on, y'all? Welcome to episode seven of the Out of My League podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Deshaun. And we got a very special episode today for you guys. We have a mock draft with two of the best in the business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are really going to get to it. And we are giving you all the content that you need in these times with the coronavirus situation still keeping our sports down but we are here to keep you up to speed and give you all the updates with the upcoming sports right 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 i just want to thank say thank you to all the first responders everybody all the essential personnel the police officers the nurses the doctors everybody that's playing their part to really get this virus down grocery store workers flight attendants the list goes on all the people that have to interact with someone yeah at any part of the day, because this thing is a big deal. And we just want everyone out there to practice social distancing, Mm -hmm. to be smart, wash your hands, wash your hands, sanitize, and just do those things. So, you know, sports can come back because we all miss sports. Exactly. We all miss sports. And speaking of being smart, we have to, you know, brief on Kyle Larson, NASCAR driver, 42 Chevy, um, had a racial slur had a racial slur in an iRacing event that many people were watching. And as of today, he has been dropped from his sponsors. He has been dropped from his team and NASCAR has suspended him indefinitely. So big hit for NASCAR, big hit for the driver. And like I said, you just have to be smart. You can't say these things. There's no place in NASCAR for that. There's no place in any of the sports for the racial slurs. So it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back from that. And also with this, Stand smart thing subject. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dak Prescott. <laughs> Poor Dak. Yeah, not not <laughs> nothing as bad as Kyle Larson, but yeah. Dak not practicing social distancing, <laughs> clearly, not being six feet apart through a party. Yeah. He threw a party at his house for his birthday. And uh you see the photo on TMZ where of course Zeke Elliott is right there. <laughs> Yo, Zeke is caught by TMZ, <laughs> TMZ every, every year. time. TMZ loves Zeke. Yo, Zeke cannot get away. I, he might have a contract with them, <laughs> Loki. <laughs> he can't. He can't. He just can't get away from them. Like what? Like what is Zeke doing? Somebody did this. <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> yeah, somebody did this. Yo. I'm sure that's what Zeke said. <laughs> Dak, we just want you to be smart. We know that you know this isn't the best look for you because this yeah. is a contract year. Yeah. Um, Dak was going under negotiations, and I'm sure this just gives Jerry more fuel to, you know, not pay Dak the money that he probably deserves. So I think this is also going to be a big hit for Dak. And in these times, we just have to be smart. Um, We just have to be smart. Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, you you see in the the sports world, you have uh, Carl Anthony Towns, you know, uh, prayers for his family. Yes, Uh, big prayers for Carl Anthony Towns, his family. His mother passing away from the coronavirus. Um, you know, it's serious. You know, I mean, people are passing away every day from the, from this virus. So if you're Dak, you know, I mean, especially, you know, quote unquote, America's team, mm-hmm. you're the quarterback for uh, it's your responsibility to to be a leader in that regard and kind of lead the charge as well. 
Um, so I, I would think that, you know, this this would be one of those things where I'm sure his agent called him mm-hmm. immediately when they found out mm-hmm. and they kind of addressed the issue that way. Yeah. And I think this would be a learning lesson because yeah. I'm I mean, not for nothing. Dak is a role model. Yeah. People look up to him. People look up to these celebrities, these superstars. And if they see them out not practicing social distancing or not really following the guidelines that, you know, the governors have set for the state, um, they won't do the same. Exactly. And everybody wants to get back outside. Everybody, um, I'm sure, as you know, tired of being in the house, um, feeling cooped up, locked mm-hmm. down. Yep. And everybody wants to get outside. But we have to do our part because if we don't, this thing is going to continue. Yeah. And I want to have a summer. I don't know about y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have a summer. I want to go outside. Exactly. I definitely want to go outside. I miss sports dearly. Yes. So, yes. yeah, like everybody just be smart. Just stay inside. You know, check up on your family members. Yeah. Please call, check up on them, do what you have to do. But just be smart, be safe and uh, understand that if we all work together and, you know, follow the guidelines, this will be over sooner rather than later. But if we're all, you know, trying to cheat the system, have those house parties, have those gatherings. And then, you know, for you to be a public figure and get caught in the spotlight, it's not a good look for, you know, everybody else who's trying to follow guidelines. If if they don't do it, why should we? So, I think we should all just, you know, play our part and do what we can so that we can have a summer. We yeah. can have sports and get football back because we even see the draft being exactly. impacted. Yeah. We have a virtual draft now, and I think that's going to be very odd. I thought this was going to be one of the best uh, drafts in in a long time. Like, yeah. this is going to be in Vegas. Right, right. Like, and we were going to be there. <laughs> yeah, and, and more importantly, we were going to be there. So, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty bummed about it, yeah. but I think that was the smart decision. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how people are drafting, you know, just from their homes. I guess it's going to be a lot of calls going on. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of secure lines, uh, especially when it comes to trades and things like that. GMs, a lot of GMs are going to be in their basements of their homes, uh, making calls. They're going to be on Zoom and FaceTime with, you know, their owners and their scouts and their VP of player personnel, all the talent evaluators. Uh, Once they make the picks and they submit them to the um, commissioner, the commissioner is going to be making the picks from his basement. Okay. Um, Okay. Once the pick is made, the teams can then FaceTime the player and, you know, go through the specifics just like a regular draft. But it's definitely going to be a different a different feel. Yeah, very different feel. It almost, in effect, robs the players the experience of the actual draft, yeah. getting their name called, walking on stage, being able to shake the commissioner's hand, put the hat on on the team that drafted them. Um, yeah, that's that's a big deal to a lot of people, a lot of players growing up. That was their dream. So I feel like that is going to be a very big deal and very different. But these are the times we in. At least we still have sports. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, you know, the players that choose not to attend the draft week, um, you know, they have their family and friends. They're surrounded by loved ones. They're having cookouts and parties and things like that. They can't even do that anymore. So what's happening now is um, players have to have they can have a a draft party per se but it has to be 10 people or less mm-hmm. so that it's kind of you know planning that part so they're really gonna have to be selective on their family and friends yeah that really selective small parties yeah. can't really have your you know all your friends around because i'm sure you want the immediate family exactly. around but it's going to be interesting to watch that it's going to be interesting for the players yeah. as well i think it's still gonna be a great time like uh espn nfl network uh, have talked to the league and they're doing a combined coverage for it. So it's going to be a, a little bit different feel. There's going to be a, you know, a loaded roster as far as uh, the, the uh, on-air commentators and reporters. It's going to be a great time. Um, it's just going to be different. You know, all virtuals are just going to be a, like a lot like a fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any of you guys that play fantasy football, fantasy basketball, what have you, it's going to be a lot like that. The crazy thing is a lot of talent, yeah. a ton of talent in this draft. 
I personally can't wait. I'm so excited. Can't yeah. can't wait to see the draft. Yeah. I can't wait to see where the players go because a lot of things riding on, you know, quarterbacks, receivers, which receivers are first, which huge quarterbacks are taking class. off. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge receiver class this year. And I'm very interested to see what happens, who goes where. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, it's, yeah, again, it, the receiver class is ridiculous. It's probably going to be four or five quarterbacks in the first round, probably anywhere between four or five offensive tackles. So it's going to be a lot of mixing and matching depending on what the team needs are. Um, it's going to be a good time. And lucky for you guys, you don't even have to wait a whole week because today, right now, we have a mock draft special for you guys today. We are going to be here and we are going to pick the entire first round draft class what we think will be the picks with the players where they're going and why we think they're going there because of the needs of the teams yeah exactly we have uh two two of my 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 favorite people evaluators they're going to be joining the show very shortly it's going to be a great time you do not want to miss this mock draft and with that being said And just like that, we have two analysts here with us to join us and give us their version of their mock drafts here on the Out of My League podcast. Yeah, we have no other than Teron Davenport, ESPN's Titan reporter, and we have Emery Hunt, the founder and analyst at Football Game Plan. Welcome, guys, to the show. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Thanks for having us. No problem. We're going to get started right here. Uh, I had the first pick. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. And obviously, I'm going to go Joe Burrow of LSU. Any debate, any debate at all, <laughs> any any debate at all on the consensus. <laughs> it's uh, Emory pick. You have a uh, number two overall pick with the Washington Redskins. I'm going to go down and take Chase Young and just not make it as complicated as pick the best guy on the board. Exactly. <laughs> I should have picked him. Uh, we got Chase Young number two, Justin, you number three, the Detroit Lions. I like that pick because I'm a Redskins fan, so you know. Yeah, go Chase Young. For the Lions, I'm going to go ahead and take Jeff Okuda, quarterback, cornerback, excuse me, from uh-huh. Ohio State, just because, you know, they got rid of big play slay. Okay, so, Jeff Okuda, number easy three, pick. is off the board. Teron, you have number four, the New York Giants. At number four overall, the New York Giants take linebacker Clemson, Isaiah Simmons. Okay, we're going to go Isaiah Simmons, number four overall pick. So now it gets tricky. I have the number five overall pick, uh, the Miami Dolphins, and I am going to go Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback, Alabama. Debate. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. There's no debate any, for me. I any still thoughts think, on that pick, there, yeah. guys? Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's, they need they need a quarterback, and they you know they were able to grab one right here in the draft with with Tagovailoa. Okay. Emory, you have number six overall, the L.A. Chargers. I'm going to go offensive line help for who I think is the best tackle in the draft, and that's Andrew Thomas out of Georgia to help protect Tyrod Taylor. Wow. So no no quarterback there. We we all in on Tyrod? I just don't I just don't see a Justin Herbert being worthy of a of of a top yeah, thirty two pick. I agree. Or wow, um, <laughs> wow. I agree. Know. No, I agree. So for me, it was just, you know, Tyrod can hold it down. I could potentially get my starting quarterback at the top of round two. Yeah. Okay. I definitely agree for sure. Justin, okay. Justin, you have a number seven overall Carolina Panthers. Yeah. With the seventh pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Panthers will select Derek Brown, Good defensive tackle from Auburn. Good pick. 
think they need some D-line help since their defense has basically dismantled themselves. Yeah. I mean, you got Keekly retiring. You got a lot of their pieces leaving. Yeah. And they, they need help all around the board, but I think defensive tackle is where it will start. So Derek Brown is my pick for them. Agreed. Uh, Teron, you are number eight overall. The Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. With the number eight pick, Arizona Cardinals, it's C.D. Lamb is on the board. You definitely want to look at reuniting him with Kyler Murray, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you need protection. Ooh. And they they just acquired DeAndre Hopkins. They still have Christian Kirk and, and Larry Fitzgerald. So the Cardinals take offensive lineman Jedrick Willis. Will, Ooh, excuse okay. me. Alabama. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Okay. I, I had a lineman too, but yeah. I, I had Tristan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I am on the clock with the Jacksonville Jaguars here. I'm going to go Javon Kinlaw, South Carolina, the Jacksonville Jaguars at number nine. I had the same pick. You must have looked at my board. Yeah, right. (laughs) The same pick. You looked at my board. Uh, Number 10 overall is uh, Emory, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland still needs a little bit more help up front. I know they got Jack Conklin. He's going to start on the right side. So I'm going to go to the left side. Give them a guy that could groom it into potentially being their starter. Um, from you know, mid-season on throughout the rest of his career, and that's Makai Beckton out of both. Ooh, he looked at my board too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like it. I, I had him. I had him going at ten to the Browns as well. That's I like it. Uh, Justin, you are on the clock eleven Jets. overall with the New York Jets. Judy, I am taking Jerry Judy, okay, wide receiver from Bama, definitely because they got rid of Robbie Anderson. So I think they need another threat. And Jared Judy, to me, has the best hands uh, as the receiver coming out and the best route running. So I think they need him as a number one receiver. Okay. Jared Judy it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teron, you are on the clock. The Las Vegas Raiders, number 12 overall. Mike Mayock and John Gruden pounded the table when Judy went off the board. So <laughs> they come back with one of the other receivers. They get a guy that could come in and play at Z, work underneath, while Terrell Williams gets vertical. They go with C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Good pick. Mm. Good pick. It's back to me. I have the San Francisco 49ers at pick number 13. Mm-hmm. And I am going – Yeah, I'm caught between corner and wide receiver here. Um, but if I'm, if I know Shanahan, I know he's going wide receiver here. I'm going to give them Henry Ruggs, Alabama going to San Francisco. So we got three straight receivers coming off the board. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Emory, you have Tampa Bay on the clock at pick number 14. I like the fact that they brought in Joe Haig at at the right tackle position, but I feel like they could use a better player there. So I'm going to go with Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa at uh, pick 14 for, for Tampa Bay. Okay. Tristan Wirfs. There we go. Okay. Justin, you have the Denver Broncos at pick 15. Well, now that, you know, Ruggs is off the board, correct? Yep. Yeah, Ruggs off the board, mm-hmm. Judy off the board, mm-hmm. C.E. Lamb off the board. I think the Broncos still need a receiver, and I am now going to give them – 
Justin Jefferson. Ooh, Eagles fans are not going <laughs> to <that. laughs> I'm going to give them Justin Jefferson right. from LSU. Okay, Justin Jefferson is off the board. He showed out in, in the championship game. So. Teron, you have pick number 16 overall, the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons are amazed that the Broncos didn't go corner here. They're elated. They get the second best corner in this draft. It fell perfectly to them. They get to address the back end after addressing the front end with the signing of Dante Fowler. So now they, the Falcons select C.J. Henderson, cornerback, Florida. Great pick. Great pick. Back to me, and I have pick number 17, the Dallas Cowboys. The irony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They, they could use safety help here. Um, but they need another pass rusher on the other side of Lawrence. I'm going to give them Caleb Vaughn Chiazon out of LSU here. Emory, you have the Miami Dolphins at pick number 18. I, I don't want to leave it up to chance for the Dolphins, so I'll just go ahead on and get the best back in the draft, in my opinion. That's DeAndre Swift right here at 18 uh, out of Georgia. That is a great wow. pick. That is a great pick. DeAndre Good. Swift goes to Miami. Okay. Justin Jeff. So I got I got the Justin, I got the Raiders. You have the Las Vegas Raiders yep. at pick number nineteen. I got the Raiders at nineteen. I think that they could definitely use some safety help back there. So I am going to give them Xavier McKinney, uh, safety out of Bama. Okay. It was either that or a cornerback, but I think I think a safety right now is a little more pressing for them. Okay. Fine with me. Teron, you have pick number twenty, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Once again, the draft falls perfectly for a team. Just four picks later, the departure of A.J. Bouye, departure of Jalen Ramsey, opens up the door for a new sheriff to come to town. Jaguars are going to select Christian Fulton, cornerback Clemson. LSU, right? Yeah, LSU, excuse me. Okay, all right. So, Christian Fulton, here we I go. I was between Fulton and A.J. Terrell. You know what? So I, I thought, mixed them both together. You know what? I thought you were going to go A.J. Terrell or <laughs> Jeff Gladney, but you you went definitely in a different direction. Than I thought. Oh, no, he, dug, he, 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 he got me, deep, yeah. yeah. He, called, he called me, too. I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. I mixed them together. All right, all right. All right, I am on the clock with the Philadelphia Eagles. And the top four receivers – are all off the board here. You know what? I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Give Carson Wentz that weapon he needs. Emory, you have pick number 22, the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota could use a wide receiver here, an additional receiver. Uh, I just don't – I think because of how deep the draft is, I can get one maybe later. So I'll take another defensive player here to help out. Uh, Mike Zimmer's defense, and I'll go safety. Antoine Winfield out of Minnesota. I love that pick. Oh. Justin, you have pick number 23, the New England Patriots. <sighs> I really want the Patriots to draft a quarterback here, but I just can't see Belichick doing it. I don't see him pulling the plug on somebody so young. He always gets, you know, his best talent later on in the draft. So I think they're going to get someone to boost that O-line. And I will go with Josh Jones. Okay. Out of Houston. Yep. Okay. Right out of Houston. All right. Solidify all the line. Um, Teron, you have pick number 24, the New Orleans Saints. Well, the New Orleans Saints know that Drew Brees is on his last legs. 
They got to think about who could come in and replace him. Is Taysom Hill the number one option? Don't think so. Pick 24, the Saints get the quarterback of their future, Jordan Love, Utah State. Perfect match. I thought I thought Jordan Love would either be perfect for the Saints or the Colts. Ideally with the Colts with uh Frank Reich, but this is a great pick. And it's back to me with the Minnesota Vikings at pick number twenty-five. They got their safety, so now they they are going receiver here to fill the void of losing Stephon Diggs. The Minnesota Vikings at number twenty-five are going to go KJ Hamler out of Penn State. Emory, you have pick number 26, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins did a great job on the front end of the draft and free agency, getting a lot of veterans to come in and, and fill some stops, some, some gaps. But uh, I still see an area that they can get better at, in my opinion, and that would be linebacker. So I would probably look at a guy that I think fits perfect for what they do, what they want to do. And that's Akeem Davis Gaither out of App State. Okay, we are going to go App State here. Gotcha. That's yeah, that's that's a great pick. That's big. Um, Justin, you have picked Seahawks, correct? Yep, Seahawks number twenty-seven. All right, I think the Seahawks could use some help around the edge. Definitely, you know, with Jadavion Clowney mm-hmm. situation up in the air. So I think that I am going to take Zach Bond. Out of Wisconsin. Okay. Outside of linebacker. It was between him or Terrell Lewis, mm-hmm. but I think I like I like Zach a little better out okay. there. Zach Bond is off the board. Teron, you have the Baltimore Ravens at pick number 28. Big trust. All right. <laughs> so everything has been addressed as far as the defense is concerned. Made some moves up front, brought back some guys to play corner and Jimmy Smith. The one position that hasn't been addressed is linebacker. And the departure of C.J. Mosley is one the Ravens never got over. So with pick number 28, if you're going to get a guy to defend the run, they get one of the best sideline and sideline linebackers in Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma. That is a fantastic pick. Pair him up. Two Oklahoma boys, three Oklahoma boys in uh, Baltimore yeah. now. We have me at pick number 29, the Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans. And I want to give them edge help here, but I don't. Tennessee Titans are going to go Terrell Lewis outside linebacker Alabama. I know Teron, don't kill me for that pick. <laughs> no, it's, that's a pick that I, I've, I've included. This is one of the options. Okay. All right. Um,. So Emory's on the pick uh, 30 with the uh, Green Bay Packers. The Ricks get richer here as, you know, Green Bay continues to move from great quarterback to great quarterback. And there's another one that people are sleeping on. That's Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma right there. Pick 30. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yo, this draft is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Nah, that's man. big. That's huge. Pick. That's huge. Justin, you have 31 with 31 the 49 right? Yep. I think we addressed the receiver uh, yep. earlier yep. in the draft, so I think they can go with a cornerback here mm-hmm. and Jalen Johnson. Hmm. Okay. Okay. He was one of my he was one of my my backups out there. So. Yeah. Teron, you have the last pick. Uh, 32, the Kansas City Chiefs. 
if there's one thing the Chiefs could use to make that offense even better, it's a running back. So pick number 32, Kansas City Chiefs get themselves a workhorse and Wisconsin running back Jonathan Tip. Woo. Man. Okay. Jonathan Taylor goes to Kansas City with Pat Mahomes and that group of receivers. Man, that's a powerful that's a powerful offense. All right, guys, we just went through one through thirty-two. There's definitely players left on the board. Is there anybody that you guys think will be a first round pick that we did not select in the first round? All those terrible quarterbacks that people talk about constantly definitely will be in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question for you guys because y'all, I mean, I trust y'all's analysis more than my, myself. But do you think that Herbert is not a first round quarterback? I think on tools alone, he's a first round quarterback. But when you look at the, the full everything, mm-hmm. it, it, he that would I wouldn't use a first round pick on him when you look at the full picture because for me, the first round guy, if I'm going to use a pick. I need him to come in and be able to command respect and command the huddle right away. Mm-hmm. And I know from personal experiences that that's not something that, that he's really capable of doing right now. Okay. Just to, just to echo what Ron's saying, you, yeah. you want a guy in the first round that you, you can trust to be an impact player. Yeah. And every time you watch Justin Herbert play quarterback, you leave the game thinking that, man, they, you know, this dude is just kind of, Average, you know, yeah. and you don't want to take, you don't want to take average in the first round. That's how you get your Christian Ponders, your Jake Lockers, your you know Ryan Tannehill when he got drafted by Miami, yeah. mm-hmm. your Brock Osweiler, all those guys, Kirk Cousins. You, you got a bunch of average guys um, because you think you can make somebody a football player. You know, you can't make someone a football player just like you can't make them by itself. You know, it, yeah, you're right. You no, you're right. They... Or you or you don't. And so for me. It's just, I mean, on paper, you're going to say that's why he goes in the first round because he has, you know, the height, the weight, the strong arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pieces say first round, but the, the, the game says, you know, he's a QB2 at best. Yeah, he has, the, he has the quarterback look, but he doesn't really have the actual, like, intangible skill set. Quarterback that, game. The, yeah, the yeah, extra. Okay. Because think about it. If he was that dude behind – arguably the best offensive line in college football, why haven't they won too many games? Right. You know, and so when you look at the quarterbacks that are legit, they win. And people say quarterback wins is not a stat, but I've never seen great quarterbacks on terrible teams. They tend to be on the good team. Why? Because they tend to play good football consistently. Yeah. Yeah. um, I would say, I mean, we we know Patrick Queen is probably going to be a first-round pick. That's one of his left off. Yeah. Probably a couple of the other tackles. Um, they may go a little earlier. Um, other than that, I think we pretty much nailed all the first round picks. Do you all have any other uh comments for this? No, I think pretty much everybody you could throw in a couple corners, you know, AJ Terrell and Jeff Gladney and Trevon Diggs, mm-hmm. Jeff Gladney as well. Those are options, but I mean I think it pretty much spoke for itself. Yeah. Do you guys feel like, and I, I I was thinking about this the other day, when it comes to um, the the uh, the LSU safety, um, 
His name escapes me right now. Grand uh, Elpit. Yeah, Grand Elpit. I <laughs> I lost a lot of respect for him in the Clemson game. Uh, I just I just didn't think he. I mean, it wasn't just the Clemson game, but it feels like his physicality is just not there as a safety. Am I yeah, wrong? there's tackling issues. Watch yeah. the watch the Texas game. You'll see Devin Duvernay lower the shoulder on him, and then you'll also see him just run right out of a tackle on a screen. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's tackling issues, and if you're a safety and you're not a sure tackler, that's uh definitely a, a problem. It's definitely a problem. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say watch that same game. He, to me, he doesn't seem like the headhunter, and maybe I He's just not. yeah, maybe I He's just not. like I like my safeties to be like headhunters. Yeah. Like I want them to be like savages back there on the field, like to put fear in people's it's hearts. Just, and, it's the mentality. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem like he's one of those guys. But my safety has to know. have a dog in him, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that from him. <laughs> yeah, you could probably throw safeties in there, uh, other than um, you know, running back probably. But I feel like yeah. Delphi is gonna go in the first round. Yeah, I, I think yeah he has. Over the course of his years, they'll look at that more so than, you know, some one-off performances. Um, but I don't know. I just think a lot, of, you know, like guys like Queen and Chaitan, all those, all these LSU guys are getting the national championship bump. Yeah. You know, yeah. and not nah, true. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that that does. You help. probably see a lot of them going into the in the first round. You probably even see a center going the first round too. Yeah, uh, Cowboys need a center, um, and so it wouldn't surprise me to see like a couple positions that we talked that we brought up don't go in the first, and some that we had talked about going the first. Um, the draft always surprises you, you know. It, it wouldn't surprise me to see six quarterbacks going in round one. Wow, know? I I personally was a little shocked that y'all didn't have the Chargers selecting a quarterback. I just I just don't I just don't think Tyrod is the answer, but that's just me. Well, I mean, he he already took a, a team to the playoffs, you yeah, know, a Bills yeah. team to the playoffs before, and, and with Anthony Lynn in in that program. So I, I don't see why there's any reason to doubt him. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, he has the ability. You look at how offenses are now. You need a quarterback that's mobile. You need a quarterback that could extend plays. And let's face the facts: Tyra, Tyra Taylor throws the ball very well down the field. He has a good. Deal so he sure. has he has all the ability that 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 you want. It's just you, you, he doesn't get the the same support that some of these other quarterbacks that aren't really that good get. Yeah. I can yeah I can I can see that as far as the support yeah he doesn't have people backing him like that. And I also don't think he's ever had a receiving court like he's had like he has like in, he will have yeah in, in LA yeah. you know what I mean Keenan Allen and Big Mike I mean and then you have Hunter Henry so yeah, it's like you have really good you know receiving threats as well. The thing is the thing for me is the fact that. Um, like if I'm Miami, I wouldn't take the quarterback because yeah. you still have two guys sitting out there that can help you out right now. And it's true from taking a quarterback in a draft, and that's you know Cam Newton and, and James Winston. I would try try to focus on those two, and then use my draft picks to get position players yeah. as opposed to you know, overspending on a rookie. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so that's like if I'm Jacksonville, I'm I'm calling Newton or, or Winston. If I'm Miami, I'm trying to. If I'm Cincinnati, so that way I have to take Chase Young number one. Yeah. You know, if I'm trying to. I'm trying to minimize the uh, the growing pains of a, especially considering the situation that we're in now, where you know you may not get the full in-person OTAs and yeah. all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you kind of want a veteran that can really stabilize until you are able to 
you know, uh, get things back to normal. Mm-hmm. And if you're going, if, you know, if things play out the way they are and we get an abbreviated season or a, a moved season, and now you have to go out there with a rookie, a guy that hadn't played in, in the NFL yet, it, it could be a it could be a struggle. And some quarterbacks, a lot of these faces of the franchises that these people like, you know, they can't handle pressure well, they can't deal with adversity, and they will never be able to recover or overcome a situation like what we're seeing now, a unique situation like that. Yeah. Yeah, Emory, I think you're right with that. I think with Miami, right, you you went in free agency and you spent a bunch of money on defense. So, you know, you kind of solidify in that front seven. Then you bring Byron Jones in to pair with Xavier Howard. You're probably going to address safety at some point in time as well in the draft. So you're probably going to want a veteran-ish type, you know, quarterback to at least bring them to the next step in their rebuilding process. So I definitely get that. That Jordan Love one. See, I really think Jordan Love, there's only two teams that I really liked him going to, and that was uh, New Orleans and with the Colts. I just think those two programs he would do very well in. Yeah, I mean, I like him to the Saints for sure. Um, it's just going to be an opportunity for him to take over a team that is is well put together. I like the situation for him to step in when, when Drew Brees moves on. And as long as they you know, incorporate some of that tempo, which is what he plays really well in, they'll need to incorporate that into the offense. And I think Sean Payton, you're pairing him with a, a guy that uh, knows how to p- call plays and, and will set him up to showcase his ability. Yeah, agreed. Guys, before I let you guys go, any other comments as far as the draft goes? For me, it's about, you know, being prepared and being ready for the draft. And, and folks out there listening want to be as prepared and, you know, informed as possible, need to check out my draft guide at footballgameplan.com slash 2020 draft guide, 782 pages, over 650 individual scouting reports. So no list, no, you know, just we're talking about the top 10 and, and ramble off names of 40 other players. Every player that I watch scouted is in that book that has their own scouting report. So you're going to get informed on over 650 prospects. That footballgameplan.com is, slash 2020 draft guy. That's great. And uh, also, Emory, you have you also have a show that the that the listeners can uh, go and look at, right? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we have uh, our um, spring show is called Scout Team. Okay. And they can check that out on Game Plus Network every Thursday and Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. There's two separate shows um, on Game Plus Network. So check with your cable provider for channel listing. Okay. And uh, Teron? Yeah, well, any Titans work, you could definitely follow that on ESPN.com. Click on the Titans page. And then if you want to know, get underneath the the face mask with some of these prospects. We've done 40-plus interviews with prospects ranging from Jalen Hurts to Jordan Love, Henry Ruggs, and more. And you can find that on Talking With TD. You just search that on the Google Podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, for all our listeners, I definitely want you guys to go and do that. Um, go follow those guys on Twitter um, and also support uh, their shows and their podcasts and follow their work because, you know, they're they're definitely great, especially around draft season um, and their reporting and their scouting as well. Um, guys, we definitely appreciate you guys joining the show. Um, um, you know, you guys didn't have to, so I thank you uh, for coming and uh, taking a part of your day to join us. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Now, 
appreciate you having us on. Okay, guys. You guys have a nice night and stay safe. All right. Take it easy. All right. See you. That was none other than Teron Davenport and Emery Hunt joining the Out of My League podcast. Justin, any comments there? I mean, just good analysis, man. They're great voices. They're in the thick of things. Like, they talk to these players, like they said, from personal experience, from interviews. And in the times that we're in now, those interviews are very important. Yeah. Um, You have to understand that teams can't really meet with players face-to-face. So those interviews that they did prior to all of this happening – were very important those times they got to speak with them all the scouting that they've done all the countless hours of film that they've watched they know so i trust their word i trust their word for it and i understand that you know they know what they're talking about so those are two great resources we have on the podcast and i appreciate them taking the time out to talk with us for sure for sure and i think that's going to do it for us today here at the Out of My League podcast. We thank you guys. Uh, always thankful for you guys to uh, tune in and listen to us. Um, we want you guys, you know, we want to reiterate to stay safe, be, you know, con- socially conscious and, you know, social distancing, things like that. Just pay attention, be safe, uh, keep your family safe, check on your folks, all those good things. Please, please check on your loved ones and just be smart. I mean, like we said earlier in the podcast, this isn't going away unless we do our part yeah. to, you know, social distance ourselves, not go out and try to, you know, sneak and have parties or, you know, hang around uh, groups of people. Just be smart. Check on your loved ones because this thing is real and uh, we are not going to conquer it unless we all work together to, you know, work together to continue to beat this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, guys, we're going to get up out of here. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Deuces. See you. Really thought it ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze, mops with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Rocked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood, I said I would get. No mediocre, I'm feeling like tip. Sound like to me, we got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy is the swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes, no addy. addy.